Hello, my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Heroes of Olympus, The Lost Hero, continuing on chapter 24. Um, and as, just as a quick recap, Piper and Jason are hanging from chains in a warehouse. Leo is on some machine trying to do something, probably trying to free them. And uh, there are three Cyclopses that want to eat the Piper and Jason. And with that, let's get back to the chapter. If he was going to have any chance to defeat these monsters, he'd have to move fast before Sump came back with a salsa. He looked up at the engine block suspended right above the Cyclops' campsite. He wished he could see that. It would make a great weapon. But the crane holding it was on the opposite side of the conveyor belt. There's no way Leo could get over there without being seen, and besides, he was running short of time. The last part of his plan was the trickiest. From his tool belt, he summoned some wires, a radio adapter, and a smaller screwdriver, and started to build a universal remote. For the first time, he said a silent thank you to his dad, Hephaestus, for the magic tool belt. Get me out of here, he prayed, and maybe you're not such a jerk. Piper kept talking, laying on the praise. Oh, I've heard about the northern Cyclops, which Leo figured was complete bull, but she sounded convincing. I never knew you were so big and clever. Flattery won't work either, Megasket said, though she sounded pleased. It's true, you'll be breakfast for the best Cyclopses around. But aren't Cyclopses good? Piper asked. I thought you made weapons for the gods. Bah, I'm very good. Good at eating people, good at smashing, and good at building things, yes, but not for the gods. Our cousins, the elder Cyclopses, say that yes. They did this, yes. Thinking they're so high and mighty because they're a few thousand years older. Then there's our southern cousins, living on islands and tending sheep. Morons. But we, Hyperborean Cyclopses, the northern clan, we are the best. Founded monocle motors in this old factory. The best weapons, armor, chariots, fuel-efficient SUVs, and yet, bah, forced to shut down. Laid off of our tribe. The war was too quick. Titans lost. No good. No more need for Cyclops weapons. Oh no, Piper sympathized. I'm sure you made some amazing weapons. Torque grinned. Squeaky Warhammer. He picked up a large pole with an accordion-looking metal box at the end. He slammed it against the floor, and the cement cracked. But there was also a sound like the world's largest rubber ducky getting stomped. Terrifying, Piper said. Torque looked pleased. Not as good as the exploding axe, but this one can be used more than once. Can I see it? Piper asked. If you could just free my hands. Torque stepped forward eagerly, but Megasket said, Stupid, she's tricking you again. Enough talk. Slay the boy first before he dies on his own. I like my meat fresh. No! Leo's fingers flew, connecting the wires for the remote. Just a few more minutes. Hey, wait, Piper said, trying to get Cyclops' attention. Hey, can I just ask... The wire sparked in Leo's hands. The Cyclops was frozen and turned in his direction. Then, Torque picked up a truck and threw it at him. Leo rolled as the truck steamrolled over the machinery. If he'd been half a second slower, he would have been smashed. He got to his feet, and McGasket spotted him. She yelled, Torque, you pathetic excuse for a Cyclops! Get him! Torque barreled towards him. Leo frantically gunned the toggle of his makeshift remote. Torque was 50 feet away. 20 feet. Then, the robotic arm wired to life. A three-ton metal yellow claw slammed the Cyclops in the back so hard he landed flat on his face. Before Torque could recover, the robotic arm grabbed him by one leg and hurled him straight up. Ah! 
Torque rocketed into the gloom. The ceiling was too dark and too high to, up to see what, what happened, but judging from the harsh metal clang, Leo guessed the Cyclops had hit one of the support gritters. Torque never came down. Instead, yellow dust rained to the floor. Torque had disintegrated. Magasket looked at Leo in shock. My son! You... You... As if on cue, Sump lumbered into the firelight with a case of salsa. My, got the extra spicy. He never finished his sentence. Leo spun the remote toggle, and the second robotic arm whacked Sump in the chest. The salsa case exploded like a piñata, and Sump flew backwards, flying into the base of Leo's third machine. Sump may have been immune to getting hit with truck chases, but he wasn't immune to robotic arms that could deliver 10,000 pounds of force. A third crane arm slammed him against the floor so hard, he exploded like into dust like a broken floor sack. Two cyclopses down. Leo was beginning to feel like Commander Toolbelt when Magasket locked her eye on him. She grabbed the nearest crane and ripped it off its pedestal in sa with a savage roar. You busted my boys! Only I get to bust my boys! Leo punched a button, and the two remaining arms swung into action. Magasket caught the first one and tore it off. The second arm smacked her in the head, but it only seemed to make her mad. She grabbed it by the clamps, ripped it free, and swung it like a baseball bat. She missed Piper and Jason by an inch. Then Magaskia let it go, spitting it towards Leo. He yelped and rolled to one side as it demolished the machine next to him. Leo realized that an angry Cyclops mother was nothing you wanted to fight with a universal remote and a screwdriver. The future commander tool belt was not looking so hot. She stood about 20 feet away from him, next to the cooking fire. Her fists was, were clenched, her teeth bared. She looked ridiculous in her chainmail moo and her greasy pigtails, but given the murderous glare in her huge red eye and the fact that she was 12 feet tall, Leo wasn't laughing. Any more tricks, demigod? Magasket demanded. Leo glanced up, the engine block suspended on the chain, if he'd only had time to rig it. If he only could get Magasket to take one step forward... The chain itself, that one link, Leo should have been able to see, especially from so far down. But his senses got told him that the metal was fatigue. Heck yeah, I've got tricks. Leo raises remote control. Take one more step and I'll destroy you with fire. Magasket laughed. Would you? Cyclopses are immune to fire, you idiot. But if you wish to play with flames, let me help. She scooped red hot coals into her bare hands and flung them at Leo. They landed all around his feet. You missed, he said incredulously. Then Magaske grinned and picked up a barrel next to the truck. Leo just had time to read the stencil words on the side. Kyriocene, before Magaske threw it. The barrel split on the floor in front of him, spilling lighter fluid everywhere. Cole sparked. Leo closed his eyes and Piper screamed, No! A firestorm erupted around him. When Leo opened his eyes, he was bathed in flames, swirling twenty feet into the air. Magaske shrieked with delight, but Leo didn't offer the fire any good fuel. The karyozone burned off, dying down to small fiery patches on the floor. Piper gasped. Leo? Magasket looked astonished. You live? Then she took that extra step forward, which put her right where Leo wanted her. What are you? The, the son of Hephaestus, Leo said. And I warned you I'd destroy you with fire. He pointed one finger in the air and summoned all his will. He'd never tried to do anything so focused and intense, but he shot a bolt of white, hot flames at the chain suspending the engine block above the Cyclops' head, aiming for the link that looked weaker than the rest. The flames died. Nothing happened. Magasket laughed. An impressive try, son of Hephaestus. 
It's been many centuries since I saw a fire user. You'll make a spicy appetizer. The chain snapped. That single link heated beyond its tolerance point, and the engine block fell, deadly and silent. I don't think so, Leo said. McGasket didn't have time to look up. Smash! No more Cyclops, just a pile of dust under a five-ton engine block. Not immune to engines, huh, Leo said. Boo yeah! Then he felt his knees, his head buzzing. After a few minutes, he realized Piper was calling his name. Leo, are you alright? Can you move? He stumbled to his feet. He never tried to summon so such an intense fire before, and it had left him completely drained. It took him a long time to get Piper down from her chains. Then, together, they lowered Jason, who was still unconscious. Piper tried to trickle a little nectar into his mouth, and he groaned. The wealth on his head had started to shrink. His color came back a little. Yeah, he's got a nice thick skull, Leo said. I think he's gonna be fine. Thank God, Piper said. Then she looked at Leo with something like fear. How did you- the fire? Have you always- Leo looked down. Always, he said. I'm a freaking menace. Sorry, I should have told you guys sooner, but- Sorry? Piper punched his arm. When he looked up, she was grinning. That was amazing, Valdez. You saved our lives. What are you talking about? Sorry. Leo blinked. He started to smile, but his senses of relief was ruined when he noticed something next to Piper's foot. Yellow dust. Powdered remains of one of the Cyclopses. Maybe Torque was shifting across the floor as if an invisible wind was pushing it back together. They're forming again, Leo said. Look. Piper stepped away from the dust. That's not possible. Annabeth told me monsters dis dissipate when they're killed. They go back to Tartarus and can't return for a long time. Well, nobody told the dust that, Leo watched as it collected in a, into a pile, then very slowly spread out, forming a shape with arms and legs. Oh, God. Piper turned pale. Maria said something about this, the earth yielding up horrors. When monsters no longer stay in Tartarus and souls are no longer confined to Hades. How long do you think we have? I don't know, Leo said. But the thought about the face that had formed on the ground outside, the sleeping woman who was definitely a horror from the earth. I don't know, he said, but we need to get out of here. And that was the end of chapter 24. Thank you guys for listening to this, and uh, hope you come back for more next time. But uh, with that, Isaac, out.